0: welcome to episode 25 of establish the collection i'm cody main joined as always by my co-host gary hartman gary opening night of what feels like the third nba season in the last calendar year you're back on the grind how's it going buddy it's good man i think that is because it is the third nba season in the last calendar year but (laughs) um
1: it's great man it was it was good uh first first night of the season some great games tonight. Lakers, Warriors on right now. Enjoyed Nets, Bucks. Enjoyed seeing the Nets get whooped. Really, just excited to have basketball back. It's great for the hobby, obviously, because uh, you know basketball is still the king of the American sports card world right now. And it's just a, a lot of fun to have football, basketball, baseball playoffs on all at once. It's a great time to be a sports fan.
0: Yeah, it is sports euphoria right now. We've got MLB playoffs, NBA kicking off. We've got obviously NFL is in full swing as we talk about. Gary, we'll have to get an F one minute eventually from you at some point, and we'll we'll have some plenty of uh, UFC updates upcoming, but but we've got a very special show today because we are joined. If you're watching on YouTube, we're joined by a very young man who is crushing it with I Got It. There in uh, he is crushing it in the in uh, game used sign memorabilia world. Young man who has helped bringing digital collectibles to the masses. A young man who, if you are watching on YouTube, is is killing both Gary and I in the background game. Uh, just just. <laughs> Just disgraceful for us. Noah, welcome to the show. How's it going, buddy?
2: It's it's going great. And wow, that was such a fantastic um introduction. Wow, I'm like blushing. But I appreciate the love on the backdrop. I just moved into my new apartment <laughs> and knowing that I was gonna be on like shows this week, that was the very first thing I had to do. You guys can't see my my lawn chair and uh bean bags in my uh in my living room situation. So it's uh I'm glad we at least got this part of it. <laughs>
0: All right, well, I mentioned I mentioned you're with I Got It. There might be a, a large portion of our audience that is starting to familiar familiarize themselves with I Got It or wondering what it is that I got it is and what the platform is. So for any of our any of your audience that is that is new to the platform, why don't you just bring them up to speed on what it is that you guys do?
2: Yeah. So I mean we're we're kind of quickly emerging. So, you know, it, for all those out there that don't haven't heard of us yet, it's you know completely understandable, but we're expecting to make some noise. Um, we're a marketplace technology company, and our goal is to partner with the best organizations and best players in sports. Um, you can see that with our physical memorabilia side, we're partnering with teams like the Milwaukee Bucks, um, the New Orleans Saints, Kansas City Chiefs. Although they haven't had too great of a start this year, we are partnering with the the, the Chargers, so they're at least giving us some hope. All right. Um, so that's it's you know we we run um, auctions on the team's mobile and web apps, so you can get autographs, game used jerseys, cool experiences, and things like that. Um, It's kind of been like an easy transition into the NFT space um, where we launched a couple of uh, probably a couple of months ago. Now we launched the Detroit Pistons NFT uh, championship collection, um, which went which went really well. we were excited about that. Um, And now we're super excited to kick off our charter membership NFT program. Um, You know, we'll get into it, but we're going to be rolling out with guys with the likes of Mikey Williams, Fernando Tatis Jr., Ronald Acuna Jr., Vlad Jr., we got a ton of big names, and it, it's it's really, it's a really exciting time.
1: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And, and thanks for joining us. I mean, when we, we first started linking up with you and talking, obviously, I think we both realized quickly there was a lot of natural uh, interest on both sides here because, you know, what you guys are doing, obviously, we've all been to arenas and stadiums where you see the the jerseys and sign memorabilia you can bid on and stuff. But A, bringing that portion to the internet, making it more modern uh, for people that want to get their hands on physical memorabilia, which is definitely still a very big piece of the collectible space. But really, you know, what you guys have in mind for linking up some of the top names in sports and getting them involved with their own NFTs, you know, getting them involved from the ground up with the already built-up infrastructure to kind of you know own their own collectibles in this digital new digital world new digital space is something that's very exciting. Um so why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh, exactly what you have going out for, for somebody like Mikey Williams, who's one of the top young uh, high school basketball players in the country right now. And I know, you know, it's something that I always was interested in. I think I told you this on our first talk was uh, the idea of being able to invest in a player from when they're really young or about to go into college or whatever it is, just kind of just seeing how that investment goes throughout that career, their career. I always thought, you know, before, nil and sorry i'll stop rambling in a second here but before nil I, I always thought that hey there should be a way that you know because these college players aren't getting paid there's a way you should be able to invest in their futures and be able to get paid out on that on the back end when they're a pro and it's it just seems like ideas like this what you have going on is the first step towards something like that being possible
2: Yeah. And I think you touched on a couple of interesting points that I'll try to get through, but I mean, we're kind of trying to, our goal is to usher in this, this new era of sports memorabilia and the way you can interact with your favorite fan or with your favorite teams, favorite players. Like I've been a memorabilia collector my entire life. I grew up going to like memorabilia shows on weekends and, you know, the middle of nowhere with my dad and and getting some stuff. So it was kind of like an easy transition for me, but you know what we're doing with the whole this whole NFT space is being able to you know take that same essence of being able to bring home your your game used jersey or something like that and you know in, now it's an NFT and your your digital collectibles. Um, with the charter membership NFT program like you said like it's this really kind of this uncharted ter- or uncharted territory that you know we're in right now especially with NIL and Mikey's kind of like the perfect example. I, I mean if you think back when like LeBron was in high school, you know, back at St. Vincent St. Mary's in 03 you know, he, he was probably getting paid, you know, but I mean, there's never been a high schooler with this much fame and this much popularity that's making this much money. And it's like this really kind of thing that we're all trying to figure out. um It was kind of like a natural fit with the, the program that we're starting to develop because, you know, it's not just Mikey that we're going to be launching. We're trying to, like I said, we're trying to change, change the game. And it's, you know, Mikey is at the forefront. I mean, who better than, a 17-year-old you know, business mogul who's essentially built himself up from absolutely nothing um, and to create one of the best brands, if not the best brand in high school, you know, the, the millions, whatever, but, um, you know, it, it's really crazy. And, you know, this whole idea that you can, if you think that Mikey Williams or any of like our other players that we'll be rolling out are the next Kyrie Irving, the next Donovan Mitchell, the next Michael Jordan, you can now have the opportunity to benefit and reap the rewards just as that player does as he progresses both on and off the court. So when, for Mikey, you know, when he gets drafted number one overall, you'll be able to get the, fo- the follow-on event NFT. When he gets his first NBA championship, first MVP, his first sneaker deal, his first you know, 10 million followers on Instagram, his first you know, big charity event, there's all these things that really encompass the player that makes them you know, whole. we're in this era where people just because of social media know players better off the court than they do on the court like i love devin booker but it's mostly because his instagram is wild and like it's you know but like that same sense is like you can kind of grow with the player and you know the whole idea is that we wanted to create a a way for you to be able to monetize your belief and your like sicko sports knowledge in these young athletes that hey you know that guy's going to be the next big the, the next big thing Why not be able to take advantage of it? And so we really found like this, this great avenue with NFTs. Um, And I'll give a lot of credit to my exec team. They come from a financial background uh, working on Wall Street. So we've been able to kind of approach this from that financial investment banking background of, you know, how can we really portray, you know, this program in a way that makes sense for, you know, young kids who are, you know, Mikey's fans who are, you know, 13, 14, 15, who know nothing about NFTs. But as well something that can also be understood by you know, the, the high-end NFT enthusiasts who you know, are buying and selling crypto punks and things like that. So it's it it spans a very wide range and it's really interesting. And the last one I want to bring up that you addressed was like there's never been a way, you know, when when LeBron James rookie card sells from a million and a half, he doesn't make anything off that. And so what's really cool about what we're doing is Mikey and all of our other athletes are the largest shareholders in. The actual charter NFTs. So when you know his charter NFT goes and resells for thousands of dollars, Mikey, you know, will obviously make you know, a creator royalty on that. But as well, he'll be holding a large majority of the um, of like the currency that's available. So that'll only help benefit him. So it's this way where you know if, if, if you think about decentralization and really taking away from like these big you know conglomerates that are, are taking away from the individual, like this is a way we can give it back to them and help them. Really take you know all the blood, sweat, and tears that they're putting in, and be able to reap the rewards from it.
0: Yeah, I think that last point that you mentioned is so awesome because it is mutually beneficial for the athletes and for us as collectors and shareholders and investors and and just you know just fans. Most importantly, that when when players like Mikey and and baseball players that we mentioned Tatis and uh, Vlad Guerrero and Acuna and these guys that we're going to mention and talk about upcoming, but it's just such a great way for us uh, to benefit as they benefit and for them to benefit alongside it too. So I think that's an interesting point that you bring up. I think a lot of our listeners probably got into the NFT world through top shot last year, as, as Gary and I have talked about quite a bit. I just want to ask you maybe for if, if whatever you can share before, because I know the Mikey drop we're recording Tuesday night, Mikey drop is upcoming on Wednesday, and then we'll have subsequent drops for, for these MLB players, um, coming up soon. Can you talk about just kind of the, the feel that uh, collectors and investors will get from purchasing NFTs on the Agata platform? What type of experience should they expect?
2: Yeah. So something that was a big like takeaway from our Detroit Pistons project was um, on the, the creative itself. We, we really prioritize and strive to create something that was completely different than the other sports NFTs that were out there. Obviously, we're not in the highlights game. That's Dapper Labs. They are absolutely incredible at in what they do. We're not trying to compete with that. We're trying to do something completely different. So what we create our charter program is you'll essentially be getting what it is a passport of that player. So if you think about like you get this passport that has its, its stamp. So if you were the one that that got this NFT you know, on Wednesday and were the one that that, hey, that 17-year-old is the next big thing your passport's going to fill up with all those stamps that as he progresses throughout his career that's going to make it more valuable you know the nfts that we'll be releasing like with the next you know couple of weeks the following nfts which hit hint, the one of the first ones is 50 point game from a couple of weeks ago you know that will be so much more value valuable because there's just not going to be as many in population versus you know 10 15 years from now when he's on his you know fourth mvp and five-time nba champion like there'll be a lot out there by now. so like the the uh, uh, opportunity to really get your foot in the door is going to pay its dividends down the line um and so it, it, it it'll have kind of built in that early adopter feeling where even if you're the guy who got you know his first nba championship nft like there were still people that saw this coming when he was 17 which is like the craziest part about it so it's there's a lot of kind of those built in feelings that just come associated with what it actually is which is you know as a sports fan and as someone who spends way too much time like building franchises in 2K and everything like to be able to see that in a player like i think is really invaluable.
0: Yeah, yeah. i think this is just this is just definitely the next level of of sports fandom. So i'm i'm curious when when we mint our Mikey Williams NFTs or we mint our Fernando Tatís NFTs have you guys decided on on mint counts are those going to be capped? Uh, will will there be subsequent mint runs after for the the very initial launch, or is it how what's what's kind of the thought process from the I Got It team there?
2: So tomorrow we'll, we will be minting the total amount. Which it, to, so to understand, we we have our I Got It maximum mint guarantee, which means for the rest of his career, we will not mint any more charter NFTs. We will only be minting the um, the event follow-on NFTs. But so how it works is, like I said, Mikey is the largest shareholder. So on Wednesday, we're going to be releasing a a significant amount of those charter NFTs. But, you know, in in five years when these NFTs are worth a lot more, Mikey will have the freedom. And and like I said, our team will be working closely with him on any decision like this. But he'll be able to release more charter NFT um, programs available to people to purchase. So that will kind of be the only other time that you will ever be able to get these at retail price is when Mikey himself decides he wants to let more out there. So to reiterate, we will have our maximum mint guarantee, and we're completely transparent with that. We'll have 25000 of the green NFTs. So if you think about it like American Express, green is the very base level. Um, Those will be about $50, and the whole idea for those is something that you know, people Mikey's age or people who are not yet into NFTs are able to easily get their foot into the door and learn about NFTs, learn about Mikey, and then learn about the charter membership program. Um, our second tier will be the platinum level, which will be selling for $200. We'll have 2,500 of those. Um, and those are more of like an investment grade um, type of NFTs. And then we're going to have our black, which are the the, the top of the top. Um we were only going to be have twenty five of those total um, and those will be selling for uh, for three thousand dollars. but with that, whoever buys you know the first one will get a Mikey Puck, which we've created twenty five different variations of the Mikey and the famous crypto punks. um for Mikey that that first black holder will be able to to purchase. but we're only going to be releasing a very small amount of those on Wednesday. and then you know as Mikey's career progresses again, he's only seventeen. so hopefully we have, a long career for uh, for him to be releasing these, but that's that, that's honestly what I'm really excited about is it's totally in his control.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. And I'm very excited to check it out. And, uh, you know, it's, again, it's, it's, it, the reason that I think we also wanted to have you on is because it's, it really is being able to look at it, obviously as a fan, as a collectible, and, and that's awesome, but, you know, really a, a different angle of, of looking at a sports collectible as an investment. Uh, you know, and as you said, the people on your back end come from that finance world are looking at it, taking it from that approach. And I think that's, that's great. And that's how kind of the, um, you know, the, the angle Cody and I look at collectibles from as well. So. Really cool. Exactly.
2: And I think that's like part of what makes NFTs enjoyable is making money, right? I mean, not, you know, not a ton of people are in there just to own the things. A lot of people like to be able to profit off of it. And of course, what better way to test your, to truly test your sports knowledge than, you know, to actually find it, to have a financial gain from it. So we, you know, we really think it's a, an innovative idea.
0: And I think it, it it balances out the short term of the NFT world um, that, that probably a lot of us come from and the, so the sports card world that we're all familiar with. So much short term flipping and, you know, seasons by season flipping with this style of investing where you're investing in a player at 17 and and just hoping for him or, or banking on him to become the type of athlete that you think he's going to become by the end of his career. Just offers some sort of long term upside, too, if you're right. Which uh, yeah. which we think we will be, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, no. Into in into like the same card analogy. Like, imagine if you were able to get the Michael Michael Jordan rookie card when it dropped, but then every single year you get another Michael Jordan rookie or Michael Jordan card for a dollar, right? So that's right. like the it's it, it, it's it's like the it, it makes sense when you put it kind of like that. But you know, I, I also should have mentioned all of our event follow on NFTs are one dollar. So I mean, we're really you know motivated to make this financial. Um, investment tool
0: for for everyone. Very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So so will will uh, charter members will they have first access to the event NFTs? Will they be airdropped the NFTs? What will that process look like? So when when Mikey signs his first shoe deal, will everyone that's a, a charter member get one of those NFTs? Will they be purchased on on the marketplace? So only charter
2: members will be allowed to purchase the event following NFTs for that one dollar. Um, Okay, and, and so, you know, that holder will be able to keep it. They'll be able to sell it for a profit. They'll be able to do whatever they want with it. And, you know, a lot of the feedback we've been getting is, is people really want to, you know, buy a couple of these so that they can buy, they can sell some, they can keep some and kind of treat it like, you know, stockpiling as a stock or like a crypto. So that you have a lot that you can make, you know, moves with.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. So how, so if, if our listeners want to get involved, become a, a charter member, how do, how do they do that?
2: So tomorrow, we are going to be on Wednesday, we're going to be dropping on the I Got It app website. Um, You you will be pumping out news all day and some will be doing giveaways in the I Got It Fan Cave Discord. Um, Mikey will be joining on Wednesday for a Discord AMA session. He'll be giving away NFTs. Um, We're going to we're going to be pumping it out in in the Fan Cave. So that's that will be kind of the the main place to get all of the, the VIP insight. But it will be live on the I Got It app website.
0: Awesome. And we'll we'll drop those links in the show notes on this episode, so you guys have access to those as well. I know, um, you know, we didn't even really mention it, but Mikey's got. I just looked. Mikey's got like three point three million Instagram followers. I know. I heard that he's doing uh, an interview on ESPN on Wednesday, so I would expect plenty of traffic uh, in the Discord and on the I Got It platform. So very excited to see how that drop goes, and then the subsequent drops that we should get into now before we let you go because we we do want to talk a little bit of baseball and we want to talk about what's upcoming. So. Mikey's happening Wednesday. Most of our listeners that that are are finding this show on YouTube and, and on Apple iTunes will probably uh, will be finding that after the drop, but they're not missing out on upcoming drops for some of the, the most premier MLB players in the world. So who do you got upcoming?
2: Well, I'm going to preface in that I am the biggest baseball fan. And so for the longest time, we had nothing. We did no business in baseball. So to finally... Within like and it's all happened within probably the last couple of months to bring in like the, the players I'm about to mention like it just kind of transformed the business and as again as a fan it's super exciting. Um, this week we're going to be dropping charter NFTs for Fernando Tatis Jr., Ronald Acuna Jr., Vlad Guerrero Jr., Shane Bieber, and Joe Musgrove. So we're really excited about that lineup. Um, and I mean, the best thing about baseball is like there's no trading cards, there's no memorabilia. If it weren't for you know, the, the, the small little thin cards in the back of tobacco packs. So it's really coming, you know, bringing this all full circle, you know, more than a century later, it's, it's really exciting. It's really, like, I, 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 as a fan, like I get so excited talking about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And, and it's so exciting. I mean, some great names there, obviously, you know, and Acuna Tatis and Vlad are names that we've talked about a lot on this podcast for, for good reason. Obviously they were the big names, <laughs> you know, for coming into the season and, and um, you know, They, it, it, and you, you know, in Musgrove and Bieber as well, two all-star pitchers, um, Cy Young candidates, or you know, in the last couple of years, so very exciting stuff. And, um, you know, I think and as far as I'm concerned, you know, if you're if you're a believer in baseball collectibles and anything like that, you can't go wrong with uh, those three names in Tatis, Vlad and Acuna. So I would encourage our listeners to check that out as well, because, you know, always want to look into ways to diversify on those three guys, especially as in their physical space, those pop counts continue to rise on guys like that. You want to be able to figure out ways to diversify your investments in uh, guys like that. No doubt about it.
2: Yeah, and it's crazy because, I mean, they've already all accomplished so much, but yeah. Vlad's 22, Tatis is 22, Acuna 24, I think, Beaver's yeah. 26. Like, there's still so much to come. I mean, Vlad, if it weren't for Otani being the next coming of Babe Ruth, like, Vlad would be the, the AL MVP. And oh, he's an American league. Like, he, he has is one cr- of those. I mean,
1: Sick of seasons this past year. I mean, if you look at those oh, numbers, rare. it's a it, r- rare, rare error. He does the, the season he put up, but yeah, he just had the unfortunate uh, luck of competing with Otani there. But yeah, I totally agree with you uh, for sure. So if you do know, if you'll, if you'll indulge us a little bit, uh, we want to talk a little bit on this episode about what's going on in the MLB playoffs right now Bring it and, on. And, and the card market, particularly. But, you know, obviously, uh, I think a good place to start would be talking about Ronald Acuna because he's in your job here. Uh, the Atlanta Braves are currently in the NL uh, they are up two-one as of this evening. The Dodgers just saved their season on a guy, but you know, on the back of a guy I want to talk about in a second here. But the Braves doing it without Acuna, which is amazing. Just think about what this team would be doing if he if he was there. Um, and yeah, they're two wins away now from, from making the World Series. So uh, you know, the Braves, uh, you know, it, it, we've spoken a little bit about them, Cody. Not too much. You know, I think we were talking about them more when Acuna was was playing. But I mean, if they make it to the big stage here, I still think there's some interesting names to keep an eye on uh, for Atlanta for sure.
0: Yeah, who are yeah. who are you most interested in? Because we talked a long time ago, even before the playoffs kicked off, about buying Windows on Acuna stuff, and we thought we we would maybe find a bottom at some point before he returned from injury. Doesn't seem like we're getting there. Uh, it's yeah. been pretty pretty flat lately on on most of his flagship stuff, his Bowman Chrome stuff, his top Chrome stuff. So, who on the Braves are you interested in? Is it is it is it buying time on Acuna yet? Should we should we continue to wait before we get news that he's returning from injury? What 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 do we do with Acuna right now? For me, so yeah, go ahead. Dog. You, go, go. You, go. you go. Yeah, well, I was just saying,
2: like it's 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 interesting because like you almost want to say, obviously this is probably the lowest point of his career being hurt, but just the the essence that he brings to that team, I feel like he's al- he's always kind of a part there. Like yeah. whether it's like Albie's like repping him or like any of those guys, like you you feel like Acuna's still there, still with the team. And I think like when you think Braves, you think Acuna. That I mean, I would I would imagine that the average fan doesn't even know that he's hurt. And so, you know, it, to to be able just to like, still have that that essence, I think that just from the the memorabilia side, like he's he is one of the game's preeminent stars, and they're not. I mean, coincidentally, we have guys like Tatis and Vlad who are doing crazy things, but they are not many players in the history of the game that have been able to do what Acuna has done and be able to bring that swagger to that the clubhouse. And you see it when they when they go on these runs and they have these big innings, like they have that that swagger. That I mean. The New York Yankees clearly didn't show, but I mean, that's neither here nor there, (laughs) but I mean, it's just, it's, it's the whole vibe that he brought to that team. So, I mean, I'm not sure from a memorabilia perspective, what you could see, but like you can definitely still feel his presence, even though he's not in the lineup.
1: Yeah, I agree. I was gonna say, Cody. I think it's totally fine if you want to buy Acuna right now. If his stuff has plateaued, like I, I think you're still gonna make some money on that when he does return. So whether we're talking about his I got it launch coming up, or we're talking about, uh, you know, just his, his physical cardboard space, I'm totally comfortable buying Acuna if you want to do that. Um, the guy I want to talk about here, though, is Ozzy Albies, because we, we, you know, Noah just mentioned him. He is, you know, after Acuna and then after Freddie Freeman, who I, I don't know what we have to do for him to get love in the hobby, but uh, Albies is the the guy I'm interested in there. So a very young kid i want to say mid-20s uh and switch hitting infielder yeah he's 24 also i mean there's a baby um and this card i actually have one here i don't have it graded though so this card is the what is it from i believe 2016 something like that wow 2018 awesome. tops 2018 tops so 2018 tops or this is just the paper but this jersey and a paper or a chrome is such a buy for me because the paper and a PSA 10, I think it's just a pop of like a thousand or so and is in like the 25 buck range. So I think that's just such a strong investment. If he can go out and make a world series right now, the Chrome same card pop a 1340 is a under a $40 card. That's up like 12% over the last two weeks during this playoff run. But even then it was a low $30 card. Like I think there's plenty of room for both of those cards to grow for, you know, one of the young all-star hitters in this league. That's kind of you know, in, a, in the biggest stage of his career right now. And he's probably not, I don't even know if he's hit his prime yet. Um, And, you know, kind of really has all, all five tools as well. So definitely a guy that I'm interested in, in, in Ozzy Albies, as far as uh, if the Braves are really able to make a run.
0: Yeah. We've talked about how high those pop counts have gotten on some of those young players uh, right. like Lewis Robert and some of those guys that are approaching 10,000 in their, just their tops in their, in their Bowman Chrome products. So uh, getting that at the pop count that you mentioned is, it seems like a, seems like a pretty good buy.
2: Yeah. So yeah. I got a question for you guys. You guys are obviously very knowledgeable about in the card space. Like, do you think that the future is physical cards or digital cards?
0: It's a good question. question. Ask. No, you're yeah, good. You're good. I think both of us have been fairly consistent on through, throughout the podcast and throughout our investing strategies that it can be and uh, it okay. can be physical and digital. Um, although, there there are some signs, I think, recently, and and as Gary and I have talked about on recent podcasts with, with base PSA 10 cards kind of plummeting and there being more of a shift, which could just be a shift in the physical world, too, towards um, obviously the more rare stuff, the silvers and the parallels and the, the RPAs and things like that. But seeing kind of the bottom fall out a little bit on some of the base PSA 10 stuff is a little concerning uh, for the physical world. But, but I, I'm definitely uh, firmly of the belief that it can be physical and digital. Um, although I'm starting to lean a little bit more towards the digital side.
1: Yeah. And I'll, I'll answer that too. So I lean still more towards the physical side. And you know, for me, seeing the bottom fall out on that base stuff is actually just a healthy thing for the market because it just boomed so much during the pandemic. And you want to kind of see that boom settle back into what is is a healthy space. And I think you know, seeing that it really has, it's rebounded well, aside from the super high pop base, ultra modern stuff. So that doesn't scare me at all because the rare stuff, the older stuff, the vintage stuff, even just modern kind of early 2010 stuff that has low pop counts is doing just fine. And then you look at, you look at the numbers that the PAs and everything just agreed to with fanatics and the amount of money that is being pushed into this stuff from uh, you know, series of investments, um, all over the place, you know, in fractional and in physical, all of it, uh, it doesn't scare me. And I, 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 but I do think that it's an and like, I, I'm a full firm believer in the NFT space. I understand that everything is shifting digital, but I think there's both enough nostalgia and pure collectors out there to keep the uh, physical space alive as well. So yeah, I mean, I know we are, are, you know, one of our founders and bosses, Adam Levitan, totally disagrees with us on this one. He's a firm firm believer that everything is going digital, and I respect that opinion for sure. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think if that is that does come I think we have a very long time till it truly takes over the, the, the space uh, but I, I I'm a real believer that the, 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 that there's a room for both
2: did you ever hear about that that uh not to shout out another project but that slabs like I had gotten a couple I thought that there was literally digital actual cards like I got a, a 2013 Bowman Mike trout rookie card I got like a 2019 Zion rookie card like and what's cool about it is you can burn the nft and get the physical card. So I thought oh, wow. that was like a cool project. Oh, wow. I got I got absolutely hosed on what I paid for it, but I, you know, I think, I, th- I think it's cool. as like a number of billion
0: collector.
1: Yeah, that is cool. That is cool. No, I don't know much about it, but I'm, I'm curious about it for sure.
0: And Panini is uh, doing that stuff too. Not that, not that Panini is going <laughs> to continue with licenses, uh, likely too much yeah. longer as they <laughs> give way to fanatics. But uh, you know, the P- Panini NFT projects where you get the NFT and the physical card, I know Gary's had some experience with that too, but uh, interesting, interesting projects out there that are kind of marrying both worlds and a lot of the uh, a lot of the NFT projects that had physical utility around it i think those are pretty cool as well definitely
1: yeah yeah no i agree um all right let's touch let's just stick to the nlcs today because i don't think no or i want to talk to about the red sox so um <laughs> i'll just say the red sox are looking like they're making another world series well and if and when that happens we'll talk about them then uh i have i have no interest in talking about the red sox or the astros right now but let's talk about the braves <laughs> Let's talk about the Braves' opponent. Wait, wait, real quick,
2: can we just yeah. acknowledge that Carlos Correa called the Red Sox a bunch of cheaters?
1: Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Uh, tea, meat kettle, pot, <laughs> pot, meat kettle, black, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. All right. Anyway, um, so yeah, the Braves' opponent, the Dodgers. They they just uh, they were about to go down 3-0. Cody Bellinger puts them on their back. Young star, former MVP, lefty, young kid at uh, batted, uh, kind piece of. A hit Massive home run, had a really down season, by far his worst regular season of his career. Uh, but it has looked just like the old Cody Bellinger of old in the playoffs, uh, making him a buy for me right now because his stuff really kind of dipped throughout the season, you know, for, for good reason. If you kind of look at his Tops update, um, paper Tops update, just at 2017 Tops, that is a pop of 2700. So not crazy for an MVP ultra modern uh, stuff, you know, that is still down. Over the last month or so, about nine percent. You can get that thing for around sixty dollars right now. You know, if they go, if he continues this tear, he can brings them back on the brink. Dodgers win the win this uh, series. They go on to win the World Series. I see that going right back up to where it was. Uh, you know, last year when they won the World Series, which kind of peaked at around $260. I don't know if it'll get all the way back up to that, but I definitely see it get back into that three-figure range for sure. So there's, you could do that. You could do some of his Bowman stuff. I think this is a good buying window still for Cody Bellinger, and I don't think you have too much longer for it if the Dodgers advance.
2: Well, let me think about it. Like, this guy came up as a first baseman. They threw him in the outfield. He all of a sudden became one of the, the best outfielders on that team. Like, what can't this guy do? We saw yeah. it in the playoff run last year. Like, this guy's a star and we just look at him. He kind of, he has that it factor, like whatever the it it factor it. is, he has it and he plays in a huge market. And it's just the way he plays baseball. It's like so refreshing to see. So, I yep. mean, I can, I the year he had, obviously that was not a Cody Bellinger type year, but I mean, we can't expect, you know, this to happen again. I mean, you, you saw what he's capable of doing, like that guy. And he's still so young too. Like, I mean, that guy's going to be a perennial, you know, MVP type player.
1: Yep, you nailed it. He just had a, a down regular season. We see Bryce Harper do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, come come back, uh, come back strong. So I'm expecting this Bellinger playoff run to go right into next season, and he'll be he'll be just fine. Uh, no, you got anything else on the on baseball and the playoffs right now? Anything else you wanna you wanna touch on?
2: I I, I I can't even bring the words, but I mean I don't I don't understand. Maybe you can explain why the Yankees brought back Aaron Boone. I mean I understand he's a puppet <laughs> for the front office, but I, I would to probably. 25 yankee games this year and none of them looked like they wanted to be here i wanted to be there more than they did and i had to pay to be there they are getting paid to be there like there was no there was no fun until uh um what's his name came up and the shorts up uh, no, oh, um, oh like, Velasquez. Yeah, Velasquez. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. no fun in the dugout until he came up. No. Like until we had the turtle, you know, thing going on. Yeah. Like <laughs> just no one. It, it wasn't like you see the Braves. They're having fun. There's all this emotion. Like they're active in the dugout. Like they're all look like they're friends. Like they want to be there together. The Yankees. There's none of it. And that's not the front office. So,
1: yeah, Noah. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, you you and I are are very aligned on this one. The Yankees are an absolute disgrace. There is just no way around it. And it's a shame not because acceptable. it's been in a huge part of my life. I also probably went to about 10 or 12 games this past year. I do that every year. Um, you know, they, it's, it's a thing I share with my dad. I share with my grandpa. I, it's something I've cared more about my entire life. I was on the phone with my grandpa this morning uh, talking about – he was talking about I was going to write an editorial into the post, uh, you know, to address to Mr. Steinbrenner. And I think, it's, I think it starts there because Hal Steinbrenner does not give a crap. And, you know, it trickles right down, and he gave Cashman way too much power. Cashman needs to go, too, as much as I like everything he's done, but it, it starts from the top. I would love for Hal to sell the team. I'd love for Cashman to go, and Boone should have been way gone, let alone getting a three-year freaking extension. It's just – it's unfathomable. This team has no heart. It's it, – it, you know, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Clearly, that's what's happening with this team year in, year out. Now we see what Boston and freaking Houston are doing on the big stage. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm going to sell all my Yankees cards. No, I'm not, but I'm very, very angry. <laughs> I'm very angry at what's going on with the Yankees. So uh, I, you know, that's it. I needed to rant. I needed to put out. I, I'm not <laughs> sure
0: how I'm supposed to feel sandwiched between two rabid <laughs> Yankees fans who are just going through this emotional, I feel like a therapist, just let it out, night. let it out.
1: That's it. That's it. That's all we have to say. And uh
0: <laughs> Ahead,
2: it is funny because like one thing, and please don't hold it against me is during COVID, I was like buying and selling PlayStation, and everything, and I actually sold one to Glaber. And oh, really? I love Glaber. I think he's I, I thought he was the future of Major League Baseball and you too, it man. pains me every time he goes up there and strikes out or you know dro- drops a ball at shortstop, thinking like if I hadn't sold him that PlayStation, maybe he would have been practicing <laughs> a little more. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know what? This is what I, <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna start talking about
1: Glaber and his mark and how I think he's just not good at baseball anymore. But let's end there. I think that's perfect. You know what? <laughs> Th- thank you so much for joining us, man. Everyone, go check out. I got it. Uh, download the app. Check out the Discord. Uh, we'll put all the links in the show notes. Exciting launches coming up this week. Uh, you know, by the time you're listening to this, by hopefully we're, we're going to try to turn this around for Wednesday night. You can still get involved on the you know, charter drop. So get in there. Mikey Williams, one of the best young basketball players in the country. It's a super exciting opportunity if you're interested in, in long term investing, especially. And if you're just a, a hoops head like, like a lot of you are. So, uh, you know, my, uh, Noah, thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, you know, any, anything else before we let you go here?
2: Not thank you guys so much for having me. It was an absolute blast. Always enjoy uh talking uh how poor New York sports are going. so <laughs> I'm always glad, but I appreciate the love and I uh, look forward to a pretty successful week, so I uh, look forward to seeing everyone there.
1: Yeah, good luck, and uh, you know we'll, we'll definitely have you back on in the future. We'll see how everything's going for you guys.
0: Just wanted to say thanks again to Noah from I Got It for joining us to discuss their new charter membership NFTs that will be launching Wednesday. If you guys are listening to the show after Wednesday, uh, go check out I Got It on Twitter. Uh, Their handle is I Got It Auction, at I Got It Auction. Check out their Discord where Noah and others will be dropping information. Gary and I will hopefully be in there shortly, interacting with community members, discussing the project, Uh, discord.gg backslash IGI we will drop those links in the show notes as well again he mentioned the Mikey Williams drop massive 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 drop super electric young basketball player Um, hopefully has a very long NBA career just an extremely massive following he's going to be on ESPN on Wednesday so uh, the fact that they're willing to promote on our show our little niche podcast is is awesome so go show them some love if you would we wanted to transition a little bit from the the baseball talk that we left you off with and, and Gary's frustrations with the New York Yankees and his jubilation with his New York Knicks NBA opening night tonight, Tuesday night. We're recording as the game is going to halftime now. So, Gary, how are you feeling about NBA opening night? You're back on the grind. How are you feeling about your New York Knicks?
1: Yeah, I am feeling great, man. Like, I'm just so excited to have hoops back. I didn't realize how excited I was going to be because I'm, you know, we're back to a normal NBA schedule where it's starting in the middle of October, only week five or six of the NFL season. And I thought I was so entrenched in football, you know, I'm head down, grinding NFL DFS every week, seemingly, but really every day, um, that I, I didn't, I just didn't know if I'd get myself hyped up for. For NBA, But yet today woke up and it felt like Christmas morning, man. I was so pumped. Uh, Helped write up the top plays article for ETR again today. So kind of just jumped right back into the groove. Crazy. It's only been like, I don't know, only like 10 to 12 weeks since Giannis hoisted that Larry O'Brien. But I'm so pumped to have the basketball back on a nightly basis because it's just so great. Like, you know, we have football three days a week right now. The Thursday night game usually sucks. So let's call it two games a week that we really care about. But have NBA every night on league pass, it's just yeah. For me, as a hoops fan, there's there's nothing like it.
0: There's a little nostalgia now built in too, because when we kicked off this podcast, it was I think April. Uh, it was the heart of basketball season. It was what we were, you know. My TV's over here. I was watching the games as we're recording every night. Uh, you know, I absolutely love when NBA season's back. It's it's really when the sports world kicks off. Uh, in my opinion, we've got NBA now and NFL, so it's just it seems like sports definitely takes center stage during this time. Uh, Any takeaways from a collectibles aspect? Let's keep it NFT related. As we just discussed, I got its NFT launch. Any collectibles thoughts uh, through the first two games? Any macro collectibles thoughts as we look to platforms like NBA Top Shot for our collecting future?
1: Yeah, my biggest takeaway is that Giannis looks just as good as he did in the finals last year. I mean, if you watch <laughs> that game tonight, Milwaukee won 127 104. The man had 32 points, 14 rebounds, seven assists, two blocks, and a steal to the tune of 66 DraftKings points, because that's the way I look at everything. Um, and I mean, just he was doing the same things you saw him do in the finals, you know, which was kind of finally figure out that no one can stop him if he just puts his head down and bullies his way to the rim. And, um, I'm just excited for that because if we get another year of the Bucks actually trying to defend their title, which I love when teams come back and really try to do that, you know, just be a bully for a whole season. Yeah. I mean, I get the Nets are on the road. The, the Bucks got their rings tonight. Um, You know, the Nets are without Kyrie, yada, yada. But the, the Bucks look like a much better team tonight. Again, it's one game. I'm just excited to see if we get this full season of playoff Giannis because he might walk to another MVP if that's the case, which would be really cool. So for me, uh, as someone that has some of his – MVP moments on top shot, you know, that series one, um, set, which was, they came up with, it was like seven or eight MVP sets. I think I have like the assist out of four ninety nine. Uh, you know, that I feel good as an owner of a moment like that. And, and all these, like, you know, I I think he is still one of the safest investments you can have regular, whether it's physical or, or digital.
0: Absolutely. His series one top shot moments. Um, if, if digital wins out long-term if top shot wins out long-term and I, I think there's already good reason to believe that they will win out long-term. Uh, alongside their physical counterparts. He is one of the best investments, I believe, on the site. Um, you know, alongside guys like LeBron, who's playing now alongside some of these other guys that we are very excited about Luca and Zion and some of these other names. So, very excited. Any thoughts uh, just on, on a macro sense as we start to kick off what will be Series 3? As we kick off Top Shot, still technically in beta, uh, right? But as we start to kick off where they've got a a large following now a large user base, mint runs are starting to exceed, you know, 25, 30, 40,000. What do you expect from the series three NBA top shot moments for this year?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm just excited to see how, what kind of creativity Topshop can come up with this year. You know, they they had a full off season to kind of game plan, long and short term strategy. Um, you know, they saw kind of the ups and downs of market movement as the off season went along. And I think, you know, we were talking a, a, a little bit about it a couple of weeks ago as the season kind of crept back up. I think they started to see more users active. I, I liked a lot of what they did uh, recently with this run it back uh, drop that, that dropped last week that you and I both were able to get a pack for. We were hoping to do a pack drop, uh, a pack rip on this podcast. We'll talk a little bit about that in a second, but I just, you know, I want to see more of that. I want to see more of, you know, getting us moments from stars like, like Chris Paul's rookie year, you know, the early LeBron moments. I want to see, you know, I want to see more rookie stuff. I want to see how creative they can get with this rookie class. I want to see some more of that cool three batch stuff, but I would like to see it at lower, lower mint counts. You know, I think those 4,000 mint, Three badge rookies from Series Two are really good. I'd like to see some more of that. Maybe even some lower mint stuff. You know, that's uh, that's more affordable. That isn't necessarily the the legendary stuff, but maybe you can open up a pack and get lucky. The same way I can go to a store and buy a pack and still pull an autograph or something. I would love if those were sprinkled into general Series Three packs, like an out of a thousand rookie kid mm-hmm. Cunningham or something. I want to see them be able to you be able to hit more at a lower price. I think that would be really cool.
0: I know that they still have, or at least I think they still have some issues with, um, some rules surrounding that, putting those higher value moments in those low dollar packs that, you know, guys like Panini and tops are able to skirt around, but I agree with you. That would be, that would make the chase a whole lot more fun. I don't need every pack to be plus EV. If I open a $20 pack and I lose 20 bucks, so be it. And, you know, I know, I know every pack's not going to be a hit. Uh, speaking of that, run it back pack it seems like and i don't know where we're at now as we've waited about a week to open that bad boy up but um it seems like that was a plus ev drop for anyone that was able to get them despite the fact that they were pretty easy to get but uh, i'm with you i would love to see some more of that stuff i think for their base rookies which you know as we talk about on this podcast coming from the physical world we think that the the rookie moments the rookie cards are what's going to hold value long term on the site so i i think that four thousand. Mint run is perfect for like a base level, if you will. You know, if you compare that to your base PSA 10 in the physical world, or even maybe a base silver now that that pop counts are higher, I think that makes sense. The 4,000, but I, I would love to see some 2,500, 500, 250, you know, as kind of their parallels. And I think packaging on the moments will be important. The the creativity that they're they're able to pull off with the moments themselves. We talked about that MGLE set. I think that is so well done and just clean, um, you know, just just like we see with gold panini prisms. Uh, There's just a, a card that holds value long term. It's a very clean, aesthetically pleasing card. I think that that'll be another thing that will really start to separate itself on Top Shot is moments and sets that are. Uh, eye appealing, you know, not every parallel in prism or not every parallel in Bowman or tops is created equal. And I think that that will, will again, be one of those things that shows through on top shot as well.
1: Agreed. And and one other thing that I think will help it for this season. And we talked a little bit about this when we did the NFL top shot episode, but I think just the existence of the NFL Dapper labs product will help the NBA one as well. I think once it's an accepted, Universe, marketplace, currency for collectibles for two of the major American sports. I think that really helps move things along and is a big, uh, you know, tip of the cap to the digital people, the digital wins out people, I think, you know, and, and, I think it'll drive more people to the site. It'll, you know, assuming that you can kind of cross over currency for, for both. Uh, I think that's just going to be something that'll be really interesting to see how both of those take off. And it seems like we're probably only, hopefully, no more than a month or so away. I, I would hope to get that NFL top shot off the ground. So I think that's going to be something that will help out the, the overall digital collectible space, particularly with NBA and NFL, obviously.
0: Yeah, as you mentioned, just having both sports on the same platform, it's just going to create this constant flow of money as people are buying and selling on the marketplace and uh, love TopShot's ease of use. Uh, I think it's it's still the easiest NFT platform to use. It doesn't feel like you're buying and trading NFTs like we're we're accustomed to, like on OpenSea and having to understand MetaMask and, and all the ins and outs of blockchain. So I'm very excited about TopShot this year. I wish we could rip these running backpacks because I think you've got a shack sitting in your pack. I think I've got an AI sitting in my pack. Very excited to rip these things open, but but for whatever reason, pack openings are unavailable right now. Any any changes to that? Nope. Doesn't look like it. See, we got still, a, come on, Top still. Shot. What are we doing? We got a little red. <laughs>
1: we got a little red. Uh for for whatever reason. No, nah, we're just we're poking some fun. But of course, the time that we decided to record, Top Shot's got some maintenance going on that uh is not allowing us to rip our packs right now. But uh, one of us will at least record one of ours and we'll post it on socials. Cause I uh, they got the record pack opening button on there, so we'll be able to do that. So uh, you know, that's I think we're excited about that. But yeah, just pumped about the NBA season starting right now. You and I are about to get off this, watch the second half of Lakers Warriors. I'm really excited about that. Really pumped to watch number six LeBron again. He switched the number up.
0: I don't know what he's doing, man, but if it if it leads to another title, uh I will care. take it. But yeah. I'm not I'm you... not a big, I'm not a big sports numerology bro, not a big like I, and maybe I should be because I know it's a huge aspect of the top shot marketplace. Uh, and it, it is in the physical world too. Uh, but yeah, the, the number six LeBron cereals have, uh, have made a comeback. The number six twenty three LeBron cereals have made a comeback. The number 23, six LeBron cereals have made a big comeback now that he switched jerseys. So, uh, you know, excited for my boy, LeBron. Let's, let's hope him and Russ and AD find a way to figure out how to share one basketball. Hopefully they can put enough shooters around them as it seems like they're dealing with uh every possible injury at wing depth to start the season no kendrick nunn uh no wayne ellington no trevor ariza uh, it's, it's man if we could just get a couple shooters around so- those guys so who- I would feel, I would feel a whole lot better.
1: So you say all that, how do you feel that I bet warriors money line plus plus one forty whatever I got it at earlier today. Oh, I, was I'm, li- I'm
0: a, I was listening to the show earlier and I heard yeah. Dink mention that he was on warriors. money yeah, line. So. He
1: actually, or somebody, I don't know if it was him or, or somebody else <sighs> in slacks convinced me on it way early in the day. And then I was helping looking at a minute and stuff. And I'm like, man, this Lakers seem really as thin as you just mentioned tonight. So uh, yeah. anyway, we're down where, because I become a wee when I'm betting on a team, we're down right now. <laughs> 59-53 at the half, so uh, hoping for a second-half Warriors win, but bet- wishing you the best of luck for this NBA season to your Lakers. I'm going to the Garden tomorrow night to watch our Knicks. R.J. Barrett, year three. The guy looks big. The guy looks ready to go. He was hitting some open shots in the preseason. I think we get another R.J. Barrett leap year here, my friend Cody. I'm I'm very excited.
0: Man, I am excited for R.J. Barrett. I need a leap for the physical cards that i'm holding on to although i will never sell those things so if you ever see anything listed uh, rj Barrett wise i promise it's not me although hey I, I might actually take some profits if the dude takes uh another leap this season but rj barrett's got some awesome stuff on top shot as well some of the best moments on the platform as we mentioned last week his series one mgle was more expensive than michael porter jr's it's one of those very rare three badged top shot debut rookie moments from series one um that MJLE moment right now is is currently low ask of two thousand three hundred eighty nine dollars. If we think RJ is going to be what RJ is, uh, or, or what we think he can become, uh, I think that moment has some room for growth. A New York guy, obviously, we know how huge that market is. Love anything that I can get my hands on RJ wise, and I know you do as well. Whether it's for the PC or whether it's an investment piece.
1: Yeah, one last one last card, I physical card, I actually want to bring up. Um, When we're talking about the Knicks here, so Kemba Walker, newest addition to the Knicks, perennial All Star for the last decade. He was a rookie in 2011, meaning he was a part of that dual 2011-2012 Prism class. I was doing some research as I was just getting myself amped up for this Knicks team. That is a criminally underpriced card for who has been, you know, a multi-time All Star, All NBA guy. His silver 2012 rookie Prism. It's only got a pop of 24. So if you could find it, you know, there are some buy it nows out there on eBay. Is Card ladder value of only four hundred dollars right now.
0: Crazy.
1: He's going to play in New York. You know he's got at least two years on the Knicks here on the big stage. He looks solid in the preseason. I'm not. I know the best Kemba days are behind us, but for a guy that has been one of the five to ten best point cards of the last decade, that card should be a higher price card. The silver. You know how rare those things are. Of the 2012 silver prism, the PSA 10. If you can get that thing, get it. Just the base is a good card to me. Base PSA 10. Pop a 468 is a hundred dollar card hundred crazy we're talking the 2012 i just bought a draymond one of these last night for 150 that's draymond green i get he's probably a hall of famer over kemba but that's just because of the rings kemba's a point guard who's about to play in new york for a couple years and let me tell you this new york fans a lot of card collectors in new york he's a new york kid we're so excited to have kemba walker on the knicks i think that card goes up as long as he stays healthy this year that's it i'm excited about that card
0: One second, because $400 for a 2000, anyone from that iconic 2012 Prism class, silver, $400 for Kemba Walker. You have to spend $400 to buy a silver Jordan Poole PSA 10 from the 2019 Prism class. That thing's already got a pop of 388. You can't tell me that Jordan Poole is better than Kemba Walker. And it's all driven off this ultra modern hype, Uh, it's all driven off of his preseason hype. But man, if there's a bottom to fall out on a card, I would much rather buy the Kemba than you know a Jordan pool right now that's $400. I'm excited about Jordan pool. I understand the market dynamics of this ultra-modern craze that we're all in right now and that everything ultra-modern seems to continue to go up and up and up on these parallel and colored refractors. And some of this older stuff just, just is stagnant and has no movement. But man, Kemba, like you said, if they make another run, simply being in New York, you would think would have a boost as well. Um, there are going to be plenty of primetime games. He's going to be on the big stage quite a bit playing alongside Julius, Julius Randall and RJ Barrett. I mean, I'm very, very, very excited about him and his market. I just found it crazy that, uh, someone that has the longevity, despite not being at the point of his career where we're as excited about what's to come, uh, what he's done in his career to only be valued at $400 out of that class, uh, compared to somebody like Jordan Poole from the 2019 class who has really yet to do anything. Uh, yep. it just seems, just seems wild to me.
1: And obviously take that number with a grain of salt, given that it's a pop count of 24. But the point is, if you could find it for anywhere, but under the seven, $800, whatever, sure. you know, for any of those 2012 silvers slabbed up, I mean, it's just, you're not going to get anything better than that for, as you just mentioned, a proven, you know, all-star, somebody that is very well-respected, has had a great career. You know, you're not going to, you're right. You, you hit the nail on the head. So no doubt about it. Pumped All about right. the Knicks, We're... man. Pumped about the yeah. Knicks.
0: Yeah. Very excited about your Knicks somewhat excited about my lakers uh kind of kind of lukewarm on my lakers right now we'll see what happens with the wing depth uh, over the coming weeks and months and if we can put any shooters around those three ball dominant guys that also can't shoot that well um we'll leave it at that very excited to have had noah on and very excited for what they are launching go check them out again at I Got It Auction on Twitter. Check out the Discord community. A bunch of people in there talking about what they have to come. If you happen to see Mikey Williams on ESPN, check that out for sure. Yeah, I believe Todd uh,
1: Jalen and Jacoby, I believe.
0: Going to be awesome. Going to be super awesome. Very excited for those guys. Noah's been uh, a good friend. Uh, very excited for the relationship that we're building with those guys. So check that out. Discord.gg backslash IGI. Go check it all out, man. Thanks. Thanks again for being here, you guys. We will be back next week with a lot more. NFL talk because the uh, NFL MVP race is really heating up. There's a, a lot of names at the top, the NFL Super Bowl race that I think there's as many names, uh, many as many teams that can come away with a Super Bowl victory this year than I've ever seen in years past. So so many good teams at the top of the league right now, and I would love to dive into some of those card markets. So we will be back for that discussion next week for Gary. I am Cody. I'll see you later.
1: Take care, everyone. Enjoy the hoops.